Hey, Badasses. I'm Kelly Young. And I'm Tina McIntosh. And we're your hosts for the Badassery Life podcast, a podcast where we feature the stories of women that make us say, that's badass. Through this podcast, we want to lift others up and empower all women to own their badassery life. And Tina, I just have to say before we get started, I'm so thrilled that you're co-hosting with me today. Well, I'm glad to be here. I mean, I'm just really happy to be here because Kelly's a badass. Ah, you're a badass. Uh, Whatever. Um, (laughs) And if you like what you hear, please subscribe if you haven't done that already and leave us a review. We'd also love, if you haven't already joined us on social media, do that. Facebook and Instagram at badassery underscore life. And if there's a badass woman that you want us to know, email us at badasserylife at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for doing that little plug there, Tina. You know, I know it's in the script, but (laughs) you're like, I get to do that part. Thank you. All right, let's get started. With each episode, we hope to awaken the badass in you by bringing you stories of powerful, beautiful, bold women like this one. Deb Garner is actually the aunt of our producer, Jenny Duran, and Jenny has been bragging about her since we started this podcast. So I'm so thrilled that we're able to get her on the program. She is definitely a badass. Jenny has said so, so we believe her. But as I read her bio, learned more through her blog post, I just I just can't even, I'm, I'm wow. Okay, so Tina, get a load of this. In 2017, she completed a 50 by 60 challenge with her husband, where they actually ran a marathon in all 50 states before they turned 60. Uh, They've actually also, or I know Deb has run a 100 mile race. Okay. So, but that's not it because in 2018, they crossed off their bucket list, a bike ride across the country, like literally from coast to coast. And as if that isn't enough, a month after they finished that coast to coast ride, they started planning a ride along the continental divide. There's so much more to that. I just... Tina, you go. Okay. So if that doesn't worry you out enough, she's busy with her seven adult children, five grandsons, two granddaughters. They all live in town. She cooks a, I like this, healthy-ish scratch meal for her extended family of 21 once a week. Deb is retired, which according to her means working on her bucket list, volunteering, spending time with her family, and lots of self-directed learning, in addition to learning to play pickleball and solving wordles, a woman after my own heart, Deb is teaching herself Spanish and French, not for herself, but so she can better communicate with these Spanish and French speaking neighbors in the food pantry where she volunteers every week. Okay. First of all, I can't even cook for my family of four. <laughs> so the idea of 21. Yeah. We're going to get to that, but Deb, thank you so much for making the time to join us. Like I said, Jenny's talked about you for a long time. So I'm glad we were able to, to coordinate it and, and get started and, and have this conversation. So Deb, thank you. So pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So before we like, you know, fast forward to your sixties and and the past, you know, couple of decades, what do you want to share with us about growing up? Like, and also, were you always this active as like a kid at high school? Uh, No, no. I think you you call me a late bloomer. And, um, I, I think I I've shared before with other people that I moved around a lot as a kid, went to several middle schools, different high schools, didn't really feel connected, never played sports didn't have a stellar school experience, but um, my time at Xavier in Cincinnati kind of changed me. And I've 
forged some lifelong friends and still didn't play sports, but uh, didn't start doing that till after my second child was born. That's when I started uh, love of running and that just sort of took off in 1985. I mean, I, I'm trying to get myself motivated to, to run six miles, let alone a marathon in every state, let alone a hundred mile race. Like I don't even like driving a hundred miles. <laughs> I'd rather run than drive. Probably. I like to be outside. Yeah. Wow. I wonder too. And I don't know if it's just because of my heart and what I do. So, you know, Deb, I know you and I talked briefly, you know, that I work for Joy's house and not for profit. So mm-hmm. I work with adults who are aging or living with some kind of a life altering diagnosis. And I know that you shared that your mom had lived with multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. So you watched mm-hmm. her live through that diagnosis and her life, it sounds like was rather limited. Mm-hmm. So it, that's true, right? Am I? Yeah. Not... Yeah. Okay. It's true. And yeah, go ahead. Did, did that play into then when you were able to start, you know, getting out and experiencing the running and the freedom of that? Did that play into that? Yeah. You know, Tina, that's a really good point because I remember I did uh, my first hundred mile bike ride, which I, I'm very happy doing things on my own. I, I don't wait for a friend or my husband to sign up and do something. I'm very happy doing it myself, but I'm also very happy to do something with my husband. But my very first bike ride was for MS and it was a fundraiser. It was for a hundred miles. And I did that for my mom. As soon as I finished across the finish line, I had a flat tire. And uh, I was like, oh, mom, you were, you were with me, camped out by myself. Um, but that was really for her. But I'll tell you, I was, every time I'm able to do something like that, serve others or accomplish some crazy athletic feat or cook a huge dinner for my family of 21, I think of my mom because, she, you know, she passed when she was 69 years old. And so I got I to gotta live that life for her. And she would be so happy and pleased. You know, she would just be, she was the most selfless, wonderful person, a nurse by profession, until she started having her six children. And then she was a stay at home mom. It's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Like, thank you for opening your heart about that. Yeah. I, I've been trying to figure out how to get myself motivated. I've had my own share of health things and trying to figure out how to get motivated. And I I keep thinking if I can't do it for myself, I wonder if I just kind of close my eyes and think about the people in my life who wish they could put one foot in front of the other, if I would do it for them, but I'm with Kelly brother drive a hundred miles. So if I could just maybe think about could I bike a mile for somebody? Could I walk mm. a mile for somebody? So I don't know, Kelly, I know you have lots of questions about these continental divides and you know all these things that, that Deb is doing. So I'm gonna follow your lead with the rest of this here because there's a lot to talk about. One thing I could add, you know, you can think about it and you can think about it all day long, but you just gotta start. And I think one of my friends, Mary always says, you know, you just, you don't think about things, you just do them. You know, my husband and I, my husband's been talking about riding across the country for a long time and here, lo and behold, you just do it. So Tina, just take that first step. The first step or the first pedal stroke is the hardest and you can certainly do it for other people if you don't want to do it for yourself, but ultimately you will do it for yourself because it's such a great thing to stay healthy. Yeah. And Deb, that, that brings me to a question because um, we share a mutual friend um, with Chrissy Vasquez um, with Back on My Feet, formerly with Back on My Feet. I know she's somewhere else, but, uh, you know, do you still do some of these events with other uh, nonprofits and organizations with others in mind? We don't, um, Tom and I, my husband and I are not um, participating actively in Back on My Feet right now. I feel like Kelly, there's a season for everything. And we did it for a good five years or so when we kind of gave our life to it. 
we still keep in contact with some of the, the folks that we either volunteered with or volunteered for. But it's kind of like the seat you, you move in and you move out. And just because you do something for a long time, it doesn't mean you do it forever. You need to let someone else do that. You know, we don't need to hold on and be attached to that. We, we let others do that as well. And I love Chrissy. She's, she's awesome. She is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, talk about that just a little bit, Deb, because back of my feet is a, a special program. And even though you're not doing it actively right now, there's mm-hmm. a stories behind that. You and your husband were the first volunteers. My understanding is that, that participated in back on my feet. And so, uh, just give a brief on what that was and what you're involved well, in. And also about yeah. the organization, because some people might not know who back on my feet is. The organization is a not-for-profit and it's uh, nationwide. It started in Indianapolis. Oh, pretty good. I don't know, maybe eight years ago. I can't remember exactly, but Tom and I were leaders of one of the first of their three teams. And it is a not-for-profit that focuses on taking homeless veterans in this case, you don't have to be a veteran. You may be living at Wheeler Mission and you run with them three times a week. And when they show up on time and begin to run and build that commitment, then you provide um, job training for them and certain other incentives. So really what it is about is about building relationships and showing that you truly and genuinely do care. And I mean, we love this team. We put our heart and soul into it and it was our life and we rocked it and loved it. But then it was time, it was time to move on. So still love them. Just heard from Mike Copper two weeks ago, said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to run a three miler here, you know, and I said, you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I do love your comment about there's a season for reason. And, you know, I think that that's so true, but I'm like rolling around in my head, this, this whole concept of the bike rides and the runs in every state. And I, you know, I have done a couple I've done a couple of marathons, a couple of triathlons. The, my biggest was a half Ironman. I think I'm allowed oh, to. Yeah. So but that was, you know, years ago. And like I said, now I can't get myself motivated to run more than six, even though I'm supposed to be training for the uh, mini marathon that's here in a month. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to kick it up a notch. Um, so how do you even like, how do you even train for these things? Like my mind is, and how do you eat for these? Things? Oh my gosh. Such good questions, Kelly. I mean, such good questions, but I'm going to keep it very short. Okay. So the continental divide is for people who aren't familiar. It's a, about a 2,600 mile ride and it starts, it starts in Banff, Canada and it goes to the border of Mexico because of COVID we could only go border to border. We could not get up to Canada, but this ride has got elevation every single day and it's it's on it's on usually either dirt roads or unpaved gravel roads most of it is not paved and you know indiana central indiana where we're from is flat so that's a good question how do you train for that so my husband and i would just take off and go down to bloomington and ride gravel roads and camp out down there and what ends up happening is the the ride becomes the training and i mean i'm a 62 year old grandma and that really kind of freaked me out a little bit with all of the rocky climbs in a sense but you know what we just tackled it day by day only took two days off i think and you know what my my body just rose to the occasion i don't know how it did it but i don't know if it's mindset maybe it's just taking it day by day it's kind of like headlights in your car at night it only shows a certain portion of the distance you must travel because if you saw the hundreds of miles ahead of you, you may be too overwhelmed. So by just planning that diet day by day, we really did that together. And you know, we didn't take a stove, man. We just 
ate at convenience stores and ate paydays and carry out pizza. And, and you know, we, there's, it's bear country. So we needed to store our food uh, safely. Sometimes that would be in a bear bag from a tree. Sometimes we'd throw it on top of a privy so the bears wouldn't climb up, but it was quite an adventure. And I never thought I'd be able to do it, but I did it. So maybe you're about the ride, but not the food. Um, I also think maybe Kelly, we need to throw in a question about some stray dogs, Deb. There's oh God. Some stray <laughs> well, dogs. Okay. If anyone knows me, there's two things that freak me out. Not, not snakes, not plate sized spiders, but wild dogs and bears. On one of our training rides down um, about 40 miles out of Story, Indiana, I got chased by three pit bulls and the owner was out and it just terrified me. And I was going as fast as I can. And my husband's like, just stop, they'll quit chasing you. And I'm like, no way. But sure enough, in New Mexico, there are these crazy dogs. Nobody keeps their dogs chained up. And sure enough, you know, they chased me. I fell down. They, they didn't hurt me, but it was, you know, I don't really like to be chased by dogs. They're not, you know, they nip at you. They scare me, but I'm okay. I'm fine. Yeah, I don't know, though, the, the advice of stop, they'll stop chasing you doesn't seem like very solid advice. No, I, you know, I don't, I just pedal as hard as I can. And if I can pedal faster than my husband, it's a win. Yeah, I love it. I love Fair it. So, so Deb, I have to ask, like, so for this Continental Divide ride and the, the other coast to coast ride, are those um, like organized? I mean, not necessarily organized ride where you're following. This is on you on your own. But are there like books and resources? And oh, yeah. or you're just that smart and fabulous that you. Oh, no, 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 no. There's books and resources um, and there are organized rides. Tom and I don't do organized rides anymore. We like to kind of do our, you know, our own thing because you can start and stop when you want. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot of resources and there's digital maps as well. If you use a Garmin, it'll show you the way. Um, yeah. yeah, there's lots of good resources. And if anybody's planning that, I want to say just, you know, we all reach out to each other. It's kind of a nice family. So to please, you know, contact me, we'd be happy. And we are approached a lot with questions and we ask people questions as well. It's just kind of like one big happy family. Yeah, I bet. I, I don't know if you know her. If not, we're going to connect you. Um, we have a good friend, Cassie Stockcamp. Um, here. I listen to her. She oh, you listen to her episodes? Yeah. Isn't she awesome? Um, but you know, she'll oh just like God. randomly go, Oh, I'm gonna ride around Michigan, um, you know, oh, yeah. the next month or whatever. So I feel like you two are soul sisters. Oh, yeah. And um, oh, yeah, yeah, I just can't imagine where you two are gonna go <laughs> together. Like oh, she's, she's in a she's in a level way beyond. I mean, she's just yeah, she's a rock star. Yeah, well, she's gonna say the same thing about you, Deb. So, um, I, but Tina, can you imagine us getting them together and saying, uh -huh. like, where would you guys go? Could you imagine what their bucket list would look like or what their next excursion? We're gonna make that happen because I think that's just gonna be amazing. And you and I will follow Tina by car. We'll have the chase vehicle. Yes. Yes. So we'll have the pizza and the corn dogs in the stove. Yeah. In the paydays. Yeah. Yeah. Kitty's gonna ride with us. So. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh, I know there is something coming up in the summer of 2023, Deb. Mm, you yeah. all. Um, can you share with us what that's going to be? Yeah, Tina, that's called the Eastern Divide Ride. And it's about, it, the ride is not fully mapped out yet. It starts in Cape Spear, Newfoundland, and it goes all the way down to Key West. And it's very similar to the Great Divide. Um, uh, is like, as far as it'll go, 
through the mountains and a lot of gravel roads. Because our country was colonized and settled from the eastern westward, I feel like it's not going to be quite as remote, but I do feel it will be very challenging. It's 5,500 miles. It's not completed yet. They haven't really they're trying to get some landowners, I think, in Maine. That's my understanding to look, work on some land rights. But it's supposed to be finished by July 1, 2023. And Tom and I are like, yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're doing it. I told Tom yesterday, I said, even if it's not finished, I think we should start it. We should just do it. <laughs> you could be that true trailblazer. I yeah. I, I mean, what, what's the worst thing that will happen? I mean, being chased by dogs. Okay. That, but well, maybe yeah. the road isn't complete or something. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh my God. That you, the road, it'd be fine. I'm not worried. Can we ask a question about some like mapping out and things like that? But is there truly like, is there a chase vehicle? Is there? No, no, there's no chase vehicle. Are you thinking Dina? No. Like, maybe, maybe that's our next job is that we could. Right. Yes. And, Although you're too needed in the in Joy's house and in the senior yeah, community. They don't so. need me. We could actually, what we could do is we could be the vehicle that was ahead and sets up the camp. Oh, that would be fun. Yes. And have the wine and the drinks and the like cheese and crackers ready. Yes. Yeah. I love it. podcast yeah. is going astray really fast, but I like where it's headed. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to like derail the conversation a little bit, but before I do that, um, Deb, you do have a blog, right? So can you share mm -hmm. with that blog if people want to yeah. read more about these fabulous trips and stuff? It's called keep calm and pedal on blog.com. Okay. And Tom and I also have a hashtag on Instagram. It's hashtag Tom and Deb, not and, and Tom and Deb. So if you key in Tom and Deb on yeah. Instagram, you can I follow us there as well. I love it because I do feel like we could have so many more conversations around it. Cause we didn't even touch on the runs. Oh, so let me just ask that about, do you have a favorite run ride, something along that lines before I move oh, on man. in a different direction? Um, no, they're like, they're like children. You love each of them uniquely. Do you know what I mean? So you really can't say a favorite, but we love, but you know, we've run a marathon in every state, but we've also drank a pint in every state because that's what we do. We like to drink beer. We like to run runs. So Shoot, we could have a podcast on like your favorite, uh, you know, your favorite pints and your favorite types of beer and everything. I know. Uh, yes. All right. I'm going to shift the energy of our conversation just a little bit because, you know, Deb, um, in all seriousness here, like your races are serious, your, you know, your rides are serious. Like I get all that, but you give so much of your heart and your time to others. So you're retired and you, you know, you do your meals every week and you love your family and you have your faith and you volunteer and you do all of this. And so I want to know, what do you see when someone walks into the food pantry or when you pass by someone on the street? Because something tells me that when you look at somebody, you look at them in the eyes, like mm. you see something in them that a lot of us just breeze right by them. So what's different I, about you? What do you see in people? Well, I don't think it's different in me because I think a lot of people think this way as well. But like I was at the pantry this morning for four hours and it's just, how can I serve you today? And it's not just about giving them food. It's how can I give you a smile, let you know I care about you, let you know that you mean something to me. And, you know, I don't, I mean, I, I, I 
want to be able to say that in their native language. And I know people say people are in the United States and they need to speak English. Well, okay, whatever. Well, I don't necessarily think that, okay, because the best language for me is the language of love, no matter how old you are. So hold their hand, look them in the eye, welcome them. I hope your experience today is pleasurable. How can I serve you? Whatever. And they get that. And so, not everybody's happy. I wouldn't be happy either, Tina, if I had to come and wait in line at the food pantry, right? It's, it's tough. They, they walk a different road, right? So I think that's all I can say about that. And, and I love that so much, Deb. And I also love the fact that you're investing in learning their language so that you can speak with them uh, in, their, in their native language. That is, that's amazing. It's taking me a while, Kelly, okay? <laughs> but well, patient. Yeah. I've got forever, okay? I but don't it, plan it, on leaving the country. Yeah, but at least you're trying. They always say that it's that effort, right? So that you're at least um, passionate and compassionate as well, too. But I mean, yeah, it's probably taking you time because you're cooking for a family of 21 once a week. Uh, I read that you're learning how to grow greens and herbs on your own in your basement. You're learning pickleball. You finished drywalling, caulking, and painting trim. You know, I mean, of course, it's going to take you a minute. But are there some of those things that you're kind of self teaching your, yourself, um, which I love because, you know, you hear people say you should always continue to, to learn, but you truly, mm-hmm. truly are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, are there I some do. experiences there that you're just like, of course, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I learn pickleball at the age of 60? I know. I just go where the wind blows me. I don't know. I never know what I'm going to learn tomorrow. I just, I just, whatever that looks interesting. So one of my friends said I was curious and I would just, I'm very curious. That's the best kind of learning, self-directed, curious learning. So I don't know what the next thing will be, Kelly, but I'm sure it'll be exciting. I don't know. So what kind of greens and herbs? Because I am not at all, like this is not a green thumb. Okay. First of all, they're legal greens. I want to make that perfectly clear. Uh, But I'll tell you what, it's nuts down there. It looks like a jungle. I've got uh, kale and lettuce and basil that's so big, it's barky. I mean, I've got sage, cilantro, parsley. Um, it, it's, it's only two tubs, you know, but it's just, they just flourish and it's just, I, it's like, I go down there and cultivate it for the smoothies. It's just like my little farm. I love it. It's so, you know, I love it. I am amazed because I do not have a green thumb and can't even imagine, but is some of this COVID related, like, because you were in your house for two years or you're truly like, um, you just started yeah. to want to do all this stuff. Yeah, I don't now. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's COVID related. I'll tell you, the one great thing about COVID is no cars were on the road during the (laughs) shelter in place. Tom and I were out biking. There's no cars. It was awesome. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. When you were a little girl, what did you think you would be like when you grew up? I don't know. I was kind of lost. I didn't have any. I didn't even know I wanted to go to college when I was a senior in high school. Isn't that so bad? But my no, dad was getting well. masters, and he, he was like, hey, do you want to go to college? I'm like, sure. I went to the first one he said, you know, majored in business because, you know, French, I had to take two years as a liberal arts, you know, and that'd be too hard. So I just did business and ended up as a teacher. So I, I don't, you know, God kind of directs our paths. We don't really so much. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love it. Well, unfortunately, we're coming close to the end of our time. Um, and I, I do encourage people to look at the blog and read more about your journeys because it was fascinating. And like I said, I know Jenny was sharing some of your travels, but until I actually got in and, and you and you write so well, I love following them. Oh, thank you so much. Well, your podcast is I've been I've already, I've got I've been spreading the word. Let me tell you, oh, and my family you. is huge. So, you know, yeah, I love it. We yeah. didn't even get to talk about your food with your families and everything else. Well, thank you for saying that, but we're not going to let you go without our, our question that we always ask our guests and that's around their, their gift, because we do believe that every woman has a story and every woman has a gift. And I'm just, uh, Tina and I are curious and, and always want to know, what do you, uh, think your gift is because we'd love to celebrate that and, uh, just curious what your gift is and how you like to share that with others. I think, um, maybe, maybe I'm, it's either encouragement or being inclusive. I I just really don't want anyone to ever be left out. And I want to encourage them in what they want to do, not what I want them to do just to help them to help and be there for them. I, I guess that's it really. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being with us today and sharing part of your story. And I mentioned our mutual friend, Chrissy. I I also have to share that she had a few things to say about you. Uh, And I'm going to just wrap this up in closing with what Chrissy shared. She said, Deb is patient, kind, and compassionate. She has such grit and determination. She's so strong in her faith and will help you in any way she can, but she has an amazing ability to set boundaries. And Deb, that is so true. We can feel that just even from this conversation uh, today. So I'm so glad that we had this time with you. It's been a pleasure to meet you both, Kelly and Tina. And I I hope we can chat again sometime, maybe in person. I'd, I'd love to buy you a beer and hear more about your stories. Well, don't have to tell me twice. Okay. Oh, I love that. We can eat some barky basil too. So, <laughs> all right. For, uh, for all those reasons and even more, we know for sure that Deb Gardner, you're a true badass. And we're so glad that we got to meet you today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank Until you. Next time. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks to all the badasses out there listening. We'd love to hear what you think. As Tina said earlier, write us a review, shoot us a message at badasserylife at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media. A big shout out to Kevin McLeod for the music in this podcast. And of course, to our badass producer, Jenny Duran, who also was uh, not only kind enough to edit us always and make us sound good, but also to make this introduction with you, Deb. So thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, Jenny. And until next time, Everybody keep being your badass selves. Thank you.